And uh, we are live here on FOW Radio Live. I am your host, Patrick. Uh, with me, as always, uh, Danny Danger and Eric uh, Mikavillas. Is she an assignment? Is she not an assignment? Who knows? Um, we're, if she shows up, uh, it'll be breaking news. But, fellas, uh, we are back for another week. We are live. And uh, another week to talk some pro wrestling. Are you guys ready? Yes, ready, right. ready indeed. And well, I, I, I first I didn't know where to start this week. Uh, I, I knew how we were gonna end, but they wasn't sure how we were gonna start until, of course, uh, I saw the uh, conclusion of the. Last, uh, the Undertaker's last ride episodes, uh, which uh, were fantastic, by the way. Uh, a, a true look at uh, the artist uh, behind uh, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway. And fellas, uh, the Undertaker is, as far as we know, done, retired. The, a career that lasted uh, 30 years. Uh, over, you know, three years, uh, it, it is now over. Uh, what are the thoughts? I mean, he's he hasn't officially said it's been over before, but looking back in some of the previous interviews that he did, you know, with this, with Steve Austin and stuff, is there he did talk about how multiple times he was retired or, or considered himself retired, and then Vince came calling. So, I guess, you know, since he's officially said this and WWE is seemingly acknowledging that this is his, you know, the, his swan song, he is retiring. Um, you know, I'd say it's a heck of a career. One that, you know, will be hard for a lot of people to uh, to try and, you know, pass his accomplishments and the things that he did and the things that he, you know, and I think so much of what he did and so much of his staying power was developed to his character and the evolution that he did of his character throughout the years. Um, I think that that's just, that's going to be one of the biggest takeaways for a lot of people or should be one of the biggest takeaways for a lot of people is your character and your persona and evolving yourself with the changing times. Um, that's some of the things that helped him stay at the high level that he was at for so long. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely sad, honestly, because, you know, I've never known wrestling without The Undertaker. Um, you know, by the time that I started watching around 96, 97-ish, 95, 96-ish, actually. You know, he was already fully entrenched in the, the gimmick. Um, he'd already been a champion once, going about to go on a second time in 96, or 97, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, this is weird for me. I've never known professional wrestling without the dead man. So, I mean, I guess you can say the last couple years, honestly, we have. But I don't know. It's just, it's a sad time. Um, I'll definitely miss him. And it's crazy because I always mocked him every time he came back for WrestleMania. 
And Patrick, it's crazy. Me and you actually saw his last live WrestleMania um, match. So that's something that I hold near and dear now. Uh, so yeah, that's my take. Yeah, uh, man, the, the Undertaker is definitely one that uh, uh, I, as, as a young uh, little Patrick, uh, in, in a twelve world country, you know, I, I like I said before, I, I learned a wrestling through the video game before I actually ever saw an actual wrestling show. So to me, uh, you know, and the Undertaker was on it. So to me, that that was my introduction to the Undertaker, and you know, the the music in video game form and the character and everything was so awesome and cool and then of course i got to see it uh on tv for the first time a, a year or two later uh but yeah I, I never knew of anything before the undertaker until of course uh the, the mid night late 90s uh, when i started going back into uh all this uh stuff that i had you know discovered uh once i look back at, at pro wrestling and uh meanwhile callous in wcw and all that stuff, but what a, what a legendary career. I mean, you think back, and uh, we, we may go into more details about The Undertaker and more in-depth in, in the future. I, I don't think I'm ready yet uh, to go through all that. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he came in as The Undertaker back in 1990 and he was able to be The Undertaker that – that we know of, and, and you know, he was able to evolve with the times, you know, adjust to the attitude era, becoming the American badass. Uh, then, you know, as many fans called the biker taker, and, and then bringing back a, an evolved Undertaker, a dead man, you know, later on. And, you know, by then, I think you look at just the iconic career that he had. Uh, and I don't think we always appreciated The Undertaker all the time, but what we had, man, what he could do, and how, I don't think there will ever be another Undertaker. Just the fact that this is a character that was the character of characters. Um, you know, I mean, we've all seen luchadors that have been unmasked. We've seen uh, wrestling characters that have become people, but The Undertaker never was anything other than The Undertaker uh, once he, you know, became The Undertaker in 1990, so truly uh, an icon, and I think we all figured his days were numbered, you know, when he started just doing uh, the yearly WrestleMania matches uh, and then putting out these great matches, then putting out some not-so-great matches, and uh, you know, just being able to see him. But, yeah, I, I still remember being at Sur a Survivor Series when uh, the Brothers of Destruction got to team up. Uh, but here in Atlanta, I remember seeing him there. So that was also another uh, thing that, you know, I got – we got – at least I got to experience. I remember – I don't know if you guys were there. Danny, you might there. have been there. Uh, I, I cannot remember this. But, yeah, so – so, so, so many great memories, and I think, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I definitely want to do it justice and be able to go down uh, 
the memory lane and, and go through uh, more in-depth, uh, you know, conversation and look at The Undertaker. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and I know I'm going to jump the gun now, but I think that uh, in, uh, you know, it, it is uh, – it would it, it would be great if next week when we look back at our wrestling matches, we highlight The Undertaker. So uh, I, I know we usually talk and decide this at the end of the show or after the show, but – at the end of the day, you know, I, that's just like the right thing to do, at least in my mind. So next week, The Undertaker. Um, I, I'm interested to see what type of matches uh, we'll pick. I have I have like five or six already in my head, so I need to like wait. I want to let you guys pick first, and then I'll, I'll go from there. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Undertaker, I, I think now, especially now that he's really, uh, I guess, broken kayfabe really and just showed the human side of Mark Calloway, it's easier to see him uh, showing up in the Hall of Fame right away instead of waiting a while. At first I thought, oh, I think he's going to want to separate himself from the character for a while before, after he retires, to, before he joins the Hall of Fame. But I have no doubts uh, he'll go into the Hall of Fame as early as next year, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see him then delaying anything. Plus, what a bigger uh, stage, right? I mean, other than New York, L.A. as uh, you know, WrestleMania goes Hollywood again because every great performance needs a sequel. Although, don't they say sequels are usually worse than the originals? I mean that's hey. that's kind of the rule of thumb. Typically, it's hard to match the magic of the original. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but we'll we'll never have another Undertaker. Uh, but man, uh, this COVID thing has been hitting pro wrestling hard again. Uh, now uh, you know we we've seen people who you know wrestlers and. People in, in both AEW and WWE who either have just been diagnosed with the coronavirus and have been around people who have tested positive. And uh, to bring the question is, uh, is it too soon for wrestling companies? Because you've seen them everywhere now. Everybody's running shows in July, it seems. Is it the time for companies to run a live wrestling show. I mean, it's it's well apparent we're all, you know, as fans and as wrestlers and stuff, everybody's anxious to get wrestling back and get life back the way it was, you know. Um, and I understand that. But at the same time, like, since things have started opening up, we're seeing a lot more cases pop up and – I don't, you know, it might be time to just show highlight videos for a few weeks or a month or whatever, you know. They started opening up and then they started adding the the quote-unquote fans and, you know, these fans weren't wearing masks and they weren't wearing gloves and we don't know if they were using sanitizer or not and cleaning properly between matches and all this stuff. Like, we don't really know what precautions they were taking. Um, 
but it's obvious that to some extent it wasn't enough because you're now having people that are infected in the rosters or as you mentioned people that have been exposed to people that are infected um you know we're seeing numbers around the country kind of kind of spike and so it's uh yeah it it might be time just to cease the live wrestling and just put on best ofs and show old events and you know do some studio type stuff uh instead of the live wrestling i don't know um man i don't know um all i know is that i have a ticket to nxt in three weeks so uh fingers crossed that doesn't get canceled again um if it does i or if it doesn't i will be definitely taking my precautions with a mask um because it's a great mood, a mask, and it needs to be shown off to the entire world. Uh, I, I really don't know. It, it seems like maybe the South is trying to open too quick. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not the CDC. I just follow their regulations because I don't want to get sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's Kind of like for you, Eric, you, you work in the service industry. You're out there being exposed. I guess, I don't know, it's uh, Starbucks, do they, are they allowing people to go inside? Yeah, so they can go inside, but they can't, like, sit inside. Our, ca- our cafe is closed, but it's open just to come in, order, grab your coffee, and leave. Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, I, I understand we want to get back to normal. I never once agreed uh that pro wrestling was ever essential, even though, you know, by, you know, one way or another, you know, this man was going to figure out how to make it essential. But, you know, I never thought it was necessary. I never thought it needed to come back. I mean, I know everybody loves wrestling. I know everybody loves being, you know, in that crap. You know, I've been there many times. The feeling is great, but... Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's so much. Uh, it's I'd rather be safe than sorry, and we'll see. You know, we have some promotions who uh, look like you know who have talked about how they are taking all these precautions. Uh, you know, uh, but we also see all these photos of these other promotions that uh, you know seem to take no precautions, and I don't know. It's just. I don't, I don't, I don't really know if enough, you know, if enough precautions will keep anybody safe. I mean, uh, supposedly WWE and AEW were doing things to keep people safe, but that doesn't seem to be working. So I don't know. Something's got to give. Uh, I want wrestling, live wrestling, back as much as the next guy, but uh, I, I don't know. I. I I know I remember even talking to some people who, you know, I, I had seen people say, like, who knows? They might not even be wrestling for the rest of 2020. But as soon as things started to open back up, there's no question about it. People are having wrestling shows all over, and I just think, you know, we, we, we are maybe we are moving too soon, but we'll see. I hope that I'm wrong and people don't get sick, but I guess uh, – We'll find out over the next few weeks. Uh, But they will be wrestling. 
and there was wrestling. So let's talk about that because I just don't want to talk anymore about this coronavirus. How about a little uh, bit of breaking news? Breaking news. Is this where your phone's been beeping like crazy? My phone hasn't been beeping. <laughs> Somebody's phone was beeping. What? I'm just well, on, I'm on the Twitter started. machines. Danger, was that your phone beeping? Every no, time absolutely not. Nobody connect. Nobody needs to talk to me like that ever. Um, no, that wasn't mine. Wasn't mine. Oh, well, wasn't mine. My my mine was a silent. Mine's always yeah. a silent. Twenty four. Mine's on silent too. Twenty four seven silent. But nobody can get in touch with him. That's it. So, yeah, he doesn't want people getting in touch with him. But he has a cell phone. Breaking news. Uh, imp- okay, breaking news. Terminated Tessa Blanchard and stripped her of the Impact Championship. Hmm. Well, wasn't she accused of being a bully a few months ago or a few? I don't know. Two, three. Oh months yeah, ago. that was that was that before was months she ago. Won the championship. Yeah, that was before yeah. she won the championship and everything. So apparently, those allegations are being taken a little more seriously now. Either that, I guess, or, yeah. Or every or every. Every allegation. new allegations come around. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to make a joke kind of this. I don't want, it may come off as this, but when I think like the, the like first one or two allegations came out, and I can't remember who it was tweeted out that they, they were innocent of whether they're being accused and whatnot. Uh, I was going to tweet to say, I was going to put out a tweet and say that. Uh, I was innocent of anything I will be accused of, right? But before I started that tweet, then Twitter blew up with all these accusations. And I'm like, well, never mind. Let me just keep, keep it to yeah, myself. It's, yeah, it definitely it's, it's, uh, isn't. That, the joke would have been ill-timed, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like one person or something, okay. That, I mean, it's still, I, I, I'm glad I never did it. Looking back at it, yeah. it would be appropriate regardless. But when I, you know, when I saw how, I mean, goodness, I know we we really don't want to talk about everything. I mean, it's it's a travesty what what has gone on in the world of professional wrestling and how it's been exposed. Uh, but I'm glad it's been exposed uh, because you know we are all human beings. We just need to be a little more decent to one another. You know, so yeah. you know, and if you don't like a person, guess what? Do what I do. Just ignore them. It's 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 very it's a very healthy habit. So, but alas, uh, wow. So, uh, she's been stripped, but she's still employed. No, she's fired. They she fired her. Fired. Yeah. So so that that brings to what three or four firings? Three fired and then Elgin, Elgin is, is suspended. Yeah, he's suspended without pay. Oh. Which is crazy because that's two of the four or I'm sorry, that's three of the five for the main event that they had for Slam Anniversary uh Saturday for the title. Speaking of uh, Impact Wrestling, I can't believe we're giving Impact this much time, but you know it's okay. It's been it's we we're obligated like every few months. 
to talk about impact for like it's, 20 it's, or 30 it's, minutes. it's in the contract you're and right then, it's in the contract then, then they then we don't talk about them for a while yeah, yeah. y'all so, leave my impact wrestling alone it's great it's it's it, no it's uh well so yeah impact wrestling uh i it's think i there. you know i messaged you guys today um they're teasing that aces and eights is coming back mm. why though why I don't know. does that mean they're gonna bring back all the old people like Garrett Bischoff and and uh, and all those guys? You know, who Luke were and, all those Luke guys? And, Luke and Carl are gonna come in and be the aces and eights. Is that what they're doing now? You know, don't forget I, Bubba and Devon. Yeah, who oh. Devon just recently retired, so Devon's yeah. coming back for aces and eights. Well, that's where that we get Carl. Officially. Yeah, Carl comes in in Devon's place. Yeah, you get Carl and Doc, and they come back, and and you get Mike Nux, you know, you get Nux, and uh, oh goodness, so well, they can't like well they well they cannot get literally that, once Ace and Eight split. Well, that's true. Yeah, so many people like as soon as Aces and Eight split, like Lily just dissolved and faded away. They just been waiting um, in the woodworks, wearing that Aces and Eights jacket, hoping they'd call them back. Yeah, and here we are. Uh, here we are. Is uh, is Mr. Anderson still part of Impact? No. Is Mr. Anderson still wrestling? No. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think of who were bigger names than Aces and Eights. We already you know, named them. We already we named, named them. Already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as the yeah, because uh, it was Bully Ray, Garrett, yeah. Nux, Taz. D1, DLO, um, and uh, Anderson, Wes Briscoe. Uh, Wes uh, Briscoe. Oh. And uh, Gallows. And yeah. what's his, uh, Tito Hernandez was, I mean, Hernandez. Tito Ortiz is. Uh, it was like briefly, the, yeah, when like they brought, the, yeah, when they brought him in that one time. Yeah, well, they brought him and Rampage and all those guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a what and a stable. Get, let, yeah, get, mm. Garrett Bishop, which uh, Mika Villas is reminding me of, uh, but I think you guys said it earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah, and according according to the Wikipedia, Eva Lee was an ordinary member of Aces and Eights, apparently from uh, Eve. Eva Lee was a member of Aces and Ace. Well, oh yeah, I think I think that like the Aces and Ace had like a uh, a indie indie match somewhere out there in the indie world, and she and, teamed with somebody who was Aces yeah, and Ace. Uh, she participated in a one at only. Match. Yeah, uh, good. I remember that as the Aces and Ace. And uh, Leva apparently was a prospect. Who was? God. Leva Bates. Oh, Leva Bates. I thought you said, oh, goodness. Yeah. Oof. Well. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I mean, okay. I could see Bubba going, but I don't know. I, I don't forget Tessmacher. Uh, I, I, I was trying. Yeah, we're trying. Okay. Uh, 
but yeah. So uh, I I don't know. Um, I, so I okay. Look, let's think about this. Okay, Neil O'Brien is leading is leading Aces and Nates. This back. new Aces and Nates, yeah. yeah. So he look, can bring in anybody. Look, do we want to look? Go ahead, Patrick. Do we want to see a D'Lo Brown led? It's just I don't want I mean, to see the, a D'Lo Brown led anything in 2020. Okay, I'm, I'm not body shaming the guy, but I mean, he looks twice the size he looked back in the Attitude Era, and I mean, he, he hasn't really bad. wrestled. He hasn't really wrestled regularly, like in a long time. Um, I mean, he had his, you know, he was in Japan for a for a few years. You know, he was an Impact a little bit, and then he was in Japan some more. And then he like didn't really do that much, so he's been, kind of been agenting. I thought was kind of what he had been doing for so long. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I just don't want to. I mean, I guess he would just be a mouthpiece, or he would kind of be the the veteran, and he'd maybe bring in a, a group of younger, yeah. newer people. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, don't I, know. I, sh- I, sh- I showed you guys the video. They had the impact had on, on the YouTube. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Wait, is anniversary this Sunday? I think so. I guess we're gonna find out a week from last Sunday. Is anniversary? Is it on pay per view? Is it on fight or is it on Twitch? Fight. Okay. So you gotta pay for this. The return of Aces and Nate. It's like the real deal now. How much is in that? Like fifty bucks? I think it's only thirty. Mm. Oh, only thirty. Well, it's impact yeah. after all. Yeah, for thirty dollars, um, live on iPay Per View Fight TV a week from last uh, Sunday. Uh, the, I, I'm curious now. Uh, I, I don't know why. I'm sorry, guys, but let's see. Impact Slam Anniversary 2020. You just trying to see how much it is? Well, no, no, no. I, I want to see what kind of matches. Um, There's only three announced matches. It's Willie Mack versus Chris Bay for the X Division title. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perazzo for the Knockouts Championship. And then who the hell knows for the Impact World Title? Because it was supposed to be Tessa, Ace Austin, Michael Elgin, Trey Miguel, and Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards, yeah. Well, I'm assuming Shamrock will be wrestling somebody. I don't Where know. I haven't seen Shamrock in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. But they, they mentioned to him on that video. So, I mean, they wouldn't have put, put, mentioned him in the video if he wasn't. And we still have the debut of uh, somebody. Yeah, they're teasing debut from people who were recently released. So right. maybe they, you know, they trouble, they trouble, trouble, video trouble, of- trouble. Well, they showed video of multiple people, you know, initially when they teased like Slammiversary, you never know who could show up. And they, you know, had Mike and Maria, they had EC3, they had, uh, showed Gallows, you know, all people, all footage that they own so they can use it however they want. We they just want Ethan like, Carter third. Wait, wait. We want the uh, third version of Carter. Third Did version you... of Carter. Jordan Grace is defending the Knockouts Championship against uh, Perazzo. Yeah, Perazzo. Yeah. Anniversary. We okay, mentioned just, that already. 
I hope Diana Fujiwara armbar is doing Grace's just, arm just, off of her body. Damn. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not saying that if she does do that, that she needs to take that arm and beat her with it. I'm not saying that, but you know. But if you were that. saying it, it would sound something like that, right? Exactly, something like that. Mika Villas, as the as the first lady of FOW, and well, really the only lady in FOW, but let not let let not let's not you know worry about that. Let's not get into uh, schematics. Exactly. Yeah, how, how do you feel about the return of Aces and Eights? So, Aces and Eights, in, in its inception in TNA, was a knockoff of, of course, Sons of Anarchy because that was a mm. huge show at the time. That's right. Um, Sam so for life. Was, I mean, yeah, for life. So it was kind of sort of cool that wrestling was trying to, you know, get a part of this little commodity that was happening. The multiple players that they had rolling in and the ultimate leader being Bubba or Bully Ray was a letdown. Um, but it did give us Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff. Now, laugh if you must. But it did give these two guys a chance to show a little bit of what they could do. They put them as a tag team. They were a decent tag team. And it had impact or team. Decent. I'm not saying they were the best tag team in the world. I'm saying for their skill level, being thrown on worldwide or national TV, depending on if Spike was broadcasting that day or whatever, for their skill level, for um, where their spot was in the company, it was a decent spot and they were a decent tag team. And it gave them a chance for a little bit of character development. I say a little bit because you didn't really have a whole lot going on with them once Bully Ray came around and things with Devon and things just kind of got stupid and crazy. So Aces and Eights wasn't a huge thing. I think the huge reveal of it being Bully Ray was the pinnacle, the height, and the depth of the whole story arc. Because it was like, oh, it's Bully Ray? For real? Okay. Considering Bully Ray had been fighting against them or whatever. So it was like really stupid. But, you know... I mean, leather jackets, motorcycle gangs, it's sexy. I'll give you that. I don't know if they need to go sexy with this. Apparently not, because D'Lo's in charge now. So, you know, hey, let's see what they do now. That's all I'm saying. So, the Anarchy, you know, quarantine edition. That's what we're about to get. Hmm. Uh, let, let, let me take a look and see, glance at this, uh, uh, this roster. I, I was looking at the roster earlier just to kind of see who's uh, who's on this thing. Uh, who's still employed? In well, the current roster. Uh, Robin Dam is still on the roster. When did he join? He's part of he's part of cancel culture. He has been canceled. Now, the now canceled uh, Joey Ryan and uh, wait, has Rob been canceled? Chris. I, I missed that. No, Rob's not, but the other two are. But he's part of the can- okay. he's part of the group called Cancel Culture. That was the gimmick. Oh, damn! Hello. And then and it was it was also it was Talk also about, the Christ. It was talking about the living Christ a gimmick. And Ryan, no, and, it uh, was it was Jake Chris, not Dave. Dave's the one that's canceled. 
Dave's the cancel. Jake is the Jake, Jake's, Jake's the okay the guy. Jake's a yeah, talented yeah. one that you know, fortunately. Jake, Jake has not yeah, no. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't even know Johnny Stringer was still a wrestler. Yeah, he apparently is trying to find a tag team partner or something. Yep. That's his thing that he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know Johnny Stringer was wrestling outside of um, Cannon, Georgia, right? Or Alabama. <laughs> there you That's go. what you meant to say. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Who else am I see? Okay, a, a bunch of these guys, I, I know they were already there. Yeah. Who in the world is Luster the Legend? Luther the Legend? Isn't it Luther? Oh, he's uh, from Reno's Come. Okay. I, I never knew their names. <laughs> right. I knew the tag team, Nobody but I never names. knew the names. Yeah. What's in the name? We, I mean, but Rhino's back in Impact? He's been there for a while, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched an episode of Impact since like two ownerships ago. Or uh, two regimes Damn. ago. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah. I feel like they, 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 they switch regimes as often as I change the uh, air filter in my house. Um, wow. Every hopefully that's month. once a month. Every Six 45 months. days. Every 45 days. Unless you buy the really expensive ones that you don't have to, that you're not supposed to change. Six months, Mika. I don't change air filters. I have people for that. Good God. Well, if they're only showing up once every six months, you need to get your money back. I just tell them to do what they're supposed to do, and they do whatever. Who pays attention to the help? Duh. Damn. That's okay. like what I that's like what people it's like what some people tell hookers. Just do whatever you're supposed to do and get out of here. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's the story of her life. Yeah. They throw the money at the Jeez. whores and they work. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, as far as the women, okay, no, the women I knew I, okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I knew everybody here. The women's okay. roster is better than the men's roster. One hundred percent. Um, that's always been a staple of TNA that the women's roster and the caliber performer that they have has always been outstanding. So I'm except glad when they is... had Velvet Sky. Hey, hey, you shut your yeah. filthy mouth, okay? Except when Velvet, you except leave... when Velvet and Angelina were there. Yeah, yeah Velvet hold, and Angelina were. Hold on, do not make me tell you that your lay cool is nothing but a beautiful people ripoff, okay? Michelle I don't know how they're a ripoff and... if they did it better. They did not do it better. <laughs> They did it worse. We're co-champions. Shut the hell up. No. Nah. They were beautiful co-champions. People, they were beautiful people for yes, they were co-champions, and that was the most stupidest thing ever. Anyway, beautiful it's people are better than everybody. Okay? Frankie Kazarian and uh, Michael Shane were co-champions of the X Division. That is true. Uh, Jericho and China were co-champions of the Intercontinental Championship. Ridiculous. Whoever gets the pin is the winner. And if you can't decide, then damn it, you blast your partner in the face and you take the glory. Wow. Apparently so. I can't believe we're in 2020 and still have beautiful people stands. I I can't believe we're in 2020 and still talking about Impact Wrestling. But, you know... Because their She'll women's be division is bar none. Uh, but it's an iconic. Mm. 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 It's better than iconic. Mm. I'm sorry. 
I don't I don't know about that one now. Listen, listen. If your girls get the title and actually have some people to fight, then okay then. They don't. They can have the titles, but they really don't have any viable tag teams. At least the Impact Women's Division, you can throw those girls in matches. They don't have to tag up. They can be individual matches. They can actually run storylines if given the chance. And we know a couple people there. They can actually, you know, wrestle. So, I'm not saying your girls can't wrestle. I'm saying that the people... They've gotten they a lot better for, in the ring, I'll tell you that much. The people, the people that they work for don't let them wrestle. That's what I'm saying. A lo- so the crazy thing is, is the most uh, tag teams that they have are on NXT. I feel like mm-hmm. those women's tag titles would benefit on NXT better than on the main roster at this point because outside of the Iconics and then uh, the Golden Duo or whatever the hell they call themselves now, like there's not really even a woman's tag team. Right. I mean, you got all these individual girls tagging up just for craps and giggles. Like, really. And for the love of God, if they put those belts on Lana and Natalia before my Iconics get it back, I will kill myself. Is, is Total Divas oh. season like 800 about to happen? Yep. You might have just talked that into it. You might have just talked yourself into there, it. There's a reason why Lana is number one. Yeah, her husband's great. You worked yourself into a shoot, buddy. He worked himself out of a job, buddy. Yeah, Oh, no. That's just a whole other podcast. It is speculated now. Have. It is rumored. Some people believe that Rusev will be appearing at Impact. Um, Slammiversary. Mm. Is he going to crush? I mean, can he crush? Can he be Rusev? Here are the questions. Can, can he crush Candy? If it's anything like the old regime, give him five minutes and he'll he'll be the champion. Don't. Well, I mean, they kind of need a new champion, right? They really do. Yeah, there you go. I, they they should have had a new champion a long time ago, but hey. Nobody attention. So. I, I don't want to make any false accusations, but I'm surprised nobody has mentioned the name of uh, you know somebody who uh, whose name you know runs with uh, uh, Mackie Hallihan. Oh no, he's been mentioned. Has he? Yeah. Or does he still have a Not- job? I don't think it was anything like viable, but they were saying oh, that he man. was mean to people. But what yeah. Are we talking about? Sammy Callahan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a deep hatred for the man. I, 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 Why I is it deep? Took me a while. I don't know. Maybe just a deep dislike. She's one of those wrestlers I can't stand. You know, when Patrick digs yeah. his claws into not liking you, that's just it. I mean, that's you pretty are, much it. Canceled. And people that and people that like you are also like borderline canceled too. Well, you know, I mean, I, I like to. I, I, it's all about quality over quantity for me. All right, I don't need everybody to be my friend. I'm, I'm happy with the, if I if 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 I no longer have all more additional friends, I'm happy. The ones I have right now, I'm content. Now, Mika. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you tune in, you missed the beginning. I want to get you talked on two things real quick here before we move on because I think we've uh, we've reached our limit for our yearly or biannual um, 
talk on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Undertaker calls it quits. The uh, end of an era here with The Undertaker now calling it a career. Now, I know you guys know that I do like to follow the podcast. I, I predicted this on one of my other podcasts that, you know, that... What Which one? You have like 20. I, I just, I, I prefaced the whole conversation with that. I, said, <laughs> uh, I know, I just had to make uh, sure, you know. Like, <laughs> Thanks for listening with your good ear. I appreciate it. Um, Damn. The- <laughs> What? Why did I invite her again? Because <laughs> you love me. Um, I said at the conclusion of the the graveyard match, that should be it. That should be The Undertaker, literally and figuratively, riding off into the moonlight, a.k.a. the sunset. Because we don't need to see another Undertaker match. We don't need to see him do something like we saw in Saudi Arabia. Um, Him getting in the ring and this old, beaten, broken down man, the myth, the legend, reduced to something that you went and turned away from. Um, So with the Last Ride series with the network, I said again that this is probably them building up to say goodbye this is a goodbye and a farewell tour without them actually, you know, hitting the road and again making this man or letting this man get into the ring because it's not necessary. We know he's older, we know he's hurting, we know that, you know, his best years are way behind him and there was really no reason for him to continue to pop up every WrestleMania um, to try to have a match. The streak was over. Once the streak was over, the Undertaker should have been over, but they wanted to give him one last big hurrah, and here we are. I'm, I'm happy because, again, this is somebody who we all grew up on, we all watched, and I want to have those good, scary, those good, um, mythical memories of The Undertaker, not what his final few matches were. So, um Kudos to them for, you know, finally all saying enough and or Michelle McCool maybe putting her foot down. I don't know. Whatever happened, happened. And here we are. Thank you, Taker. I'm disappointed in you, Mika. What? You said to give The Undertaker the last hurrah. You could have just, you know, said to give The Undertaker the last ride. Yeah, yeah. I said right off into the, the sunset and I thought that was a ride enough. But no, apparently not. I'm sorry. My apologies. It's I'll all about the puns. I'll use more puns in the future. I'll be punny as hell. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's all I ask. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, Taker. Thanks. Take that last check. Take those residuals, and um, you know, go. Go do fitness videos or whatever the hell him and Michelle McCool do on Instagram. I don't know. They play with tigers. I don't even want to watch that because it takes away from the mystique. That's not The Undertaker. That's Mark Calloway. I don't want to see Mark Calloway do anything. That's not who I subscribe to. That's not who I grew up with. Don't want to see it. I'm good. You know? Unless they have a tiger eat Carol Baskins, I'm not interested. 
Who? So, Mika, the, the other topic, wrestling promotions are opening back again, having shows, uh, some uh, taking safety measures, some not. Uh, is it too soon, in your mm-hmm. opinion? Absolutely. Let's look at the um, the epitome of our wrestling business, the WWE, as it is. It's the end-all, be-all for a whole lot of people. Renee Young has COVID. She has tested positive for COVID. Renee Young was working out of the Performance Center. Somebody in the Performance Center got COVID. They didn't say who. I'm assuming it was Renee, but it could have been Renee and somebody else. Here we go in this controlled environment with the billion-dollar wrestling industry on the line trying to, you know, protect people, and they managed somehow to get a, a performer who wasn't even in the ring, who's backstage someplace, isolated-ish, doing interviews, who's gotten COVID. It's her husband's How- fault. I mean, listen. It's sabotage. AEW can't beat WWE, so obviously they're going to sabotage them with COVID. That's exactly right. what I thought. The whole COVID was created by All Elite Wrestling, the whole thing. <laughs> Cody, Cody that's, created COVID. <laughs> that's why it's COCO. See, there you go. Oh, exactly. My. 19 was the year that a- All Elite started, okay? That's where the thing, that's where the 19 comes from. Oh, my gosh. The conspiracy theories. But again, it's too soon for the WWE to have people. Renee was working from home and they made her come to the Performance Center. It's too soon to have people in these close quarters without preventative measures, masks, keep six feet away, um, you know, all this stuff. You don't want to be next to somebody who might be coughing, sneezing, or not even doing it because you can catch it. So you want to go and do a wrestling show now and have audience members, one, they're always one on top of the other. The hygiene in some of these independent shows is never right. the highest level. Yeah. What do you mean independent shows? The hygiene in WWE? I mean, yeah, that too. Um, not the best. So you want to expose me to funk and a viral strain. Thank you, but no thanks. Um, Kudos to the places. I, I did see some places that had uh, people in the audience, you know, spaced apart and what have you. They said that they were, you know, taking temperatures of performers and what have you. Wrestlers lie. And people lie for them. We know people who have worked with broken, you know, everything. Hands, fingers, toes, digits, concussions, you know, um, bleeding in, in the ears and nose and whatever and they've still been in a ring wrestling that same moment or same day or next day or what have you so if some wrestler is sick or you know maybe a little sniffle a little cough or temperature maybe a little bit high guess what nobody who's booked this wrestler is going to say you know go ahead and go home I'm sorry here's your pay anyway they're gonna go Go cool off and let me retake your temperature and we'll put you in the rain. That's what's going to happen, which means more people are going to get infected, more people are going to get sick. The states that opened up um, without restrictions or with minimal restrictions have a spike in COVID. Wrestling is not immune and going to shows right now is not the best thing for anybody who wants to stay safe. 
Yeah, uh, totally agree. Uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks and months. Uh, uh, we're no experts, but you know, people say it's uh, you know it, it's growing again, and but whatever. Uh, we're no experts, but, but we're smart. Yeah. Now we we do have wrestling that again I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna go through all of uh, this week's NXT, but I did want to highlight uh, the main event, which we talked about last week. Uh, for the North American Championship, Keith Lee defeats Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, uh, and he will take uh, on Adam Cole at a winner-take-all match in two weeks. In uh, in part two of NXT, the Great American Bash. Uh, I, I love saying that. I don't know why. Um, you I love saying that. But... WWE loves to say it too, but they really need to cut the Rhodes or Runnels family a check. Uh, one of the the daughters said, "Hey, cut my mom a check." Listen, and I totally that, that, agree. Because that's that possibly a WCW, right? That was Piper's yeah. daughter. Oh, that's who it was. I was just like, yeah, "Wow." Teal said they need to write, cut my mom a check. But they don't own the intellectual like, property. Damn. Regardless of who started it, it's all about who owns the intellectual property. And that's was owned by WCW, and WWE owns WCW's stuff. So sadly, yeah, yeah they don't get a check for that. It would only be out I of mean, the goodness of their hearts. And yeah. people don't give people money out of the goodness of their heart. That is the no. sole property of Vincent K. McMahon. And we know he has no heart. I get it. I understand. But again. Oh, he has a heart. Wow. It, you know, it's he, just for the Undertaker. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was a pretty. Good, I I like the. Uh, I I I do, I do like that they went with Kit Lee. Uh, so let's take a quick look at the next two weeks. Uh, the Great American Bash is going to be well so big. It's going to be on two nights. We're just going to stick with that again. Um, next week, uh, NXT, the Great American Bash presents Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. Hopefully, Strong doesn't run away this time. And Mia Yim, Tiga Knox, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai in a fatal four-way match to declare the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. And uh, Rhea Ripley in a handicap match against Aaliyah and Robert Stone. I guess if Ripley loses, she becomes part of uh, of the Robert Stone brand. So, so it's, it's handicap for for Ripley, right? Like she's she's too much for the two of them, right? That's kind of what the handicap pretty, is. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty it's much, Aaliyah and it's Robert Stone, and it's Aaliyah. It, it's it's, it's one Aaliyah. in a. It's, it's one Aaliyah. person, just really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it's Robert. It's Robert Stone, and you know, she keeps tossing him in the trash. She doesn't wear socks. He he looks disheveled. So you know, it's basically nobody versus Rhea Ripley. Good job, good job, NXT booking. Good job. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it 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 kind of feels like a WCW Great American Bash show. Would have, 
There you go know. with weird stuff mm-hmm. and intergender yeah. handicap matches and stuff. Yeah. Listen. Just can we not remember? Cages, okay. Can, 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 let's not forget about the uh, Sherry, uh, Medusa, and Colonel Parker love triangle that we had to endure in in the mid nineties. All right. Come. On. So. Huh? But, yeah. I, I, I don't want to know. That sounds scary. You know. Colonel Robert Parker's still alive. I found out a couple of years ago when he returned to MLW. Uh, hmm. Did not know uh, he, he, he was, was still, still alive. alive. Yeah, and right. It looks just the same as he looked 20 years ago. That's good. Yeah, Good for him. And of course, night two of NXT's The Great American Bash, Adam Cole. Baby. Versus Keith Lee in a winner take all match. So will Adam Cole take it all? Yes, because he's he's going to show everybody that he's the greatest NXT champion in history. Ooh, ooh, this is a tough one. Like honestly, I thought Balor was going to win the the triple threat, um, but Balor actually was the one who took the pin. Um, so I think Keith Lee might be the one to dethrone Bebe. Yeah, I think it's time that we uh, bask in his glory. I mean, so what happens with the two championships? Is there just a champ champ situation, or is he yep. is is the champ, North champ, American baby. Championship getting dissolved into the NXT <laughs> Championship? No, no, no. It's two two belts. It's gonna be. Everybody, two belts. everybody's got to have those straps. Everybody Bill has straps. to have two belts after Becky did it. Right. Yeah. And then you have to call it something fancy and unique-ish. You got those straps. Now he's going to be like a uh, champ champ, belt belt. No, no, no. I no. think Kilsley might be like basking the two belts. I don't know. I really liked I liked Adam Cole's champ champ, baby. <laughs> That's what I said, champ oh. champ. He'll, he'll take, Keith Lee will take that from him. Like, uh, you don't need that. I got it. Champ champ, Look. baby. You know it's going to be another t-shirt that's going to sell out because, you know, NSPR era t-shirts always sell. They do very well. He shocks the system. Oh, Lord. Which I think we kind of talked about last week. I can't remember about Adam Cole. You know, it's the question, you know, with his contract being up, is he going to stay? Is he not going to stay? I don't know, but... He signed a contract. Did he resign? Yeah. Like three weeks ago. I didn't hear. What, why didn't you tell me this? Keep up on your wrestling news. You have a wrestling podcast, sir. Yeah, but look, <laughs> hey, listen. I, I, I've, I've got too much to do to keep up with everything going on in, in, in the world of professional wrestling. All right? I mean, we yes, have to double, don't, don't we have to lie, double check your us. information. Don't lie to us. Me? No, I was going to say you I have mean, too much to do to keep up with all the news of the world of professional wrestling. Let's see Adam Cole, WWE <laughs> contract. GTS. Google that stuff. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> well, while Patrick does that, guys, I've been watching a lot of WCW 1999. Somebody please help me. Wow. Mm. Okay, Mika. Why? 
What? What I do? What? Oh, my notifications. Yeah. Sorry, Why? I forgot. <laughs> because I want to break from the real world, and WCW 1999 is hilarious. Oh. What's Sometimes the... unintentionally. Yeah. Oh, Most no, it's 100% unintentionally. unintentionally. What's your, what's a, a funny thing that you're watching right now? Uh, Rey Mysterio had a world title match with Ric Flair. Oh, gosh. Was he with or without the mask? Without he's the mask. Lost the ma- yeah, he's already okay. lost the mask at this point, yeah. I think we're gosh. about to lead into a Conan and Disco Inferno uh, feud, which sounds really good. Um, Don't lie to yourself. You know, you know, Tori Wilson and uh, David Flair are together. I had forgot oh, about that. Boo. Um, Poor Daphne. Oh no. This is pre-Daphne. Wait, Tori and Dave. This is pre-Daphne. This, yeah, this is like I'm still in March of '99. Oh, Tori. Okay, Tori was fresh too. Yeah, Ish. Tori. Tori's like been in there for a month now, maybe. Yeah, oh, she was there yeah. before she went to WWE. Yeah, and then she. She's still got to be a filthy animal. Twice. Yeah. yeah. All right, Patrick yeah. is back. <laughs> we killed Al twice. So, yeah. he, he didn't have... He, I don't see anything about a new contract, but I do see that his current contract actually says it's not expired until uh, for another 18 months. So Okay. So you your information was wrong altogether about Cole's contract. It wasn't my information. I. It was what the interwebs were talking. It it was what the interwebs were saying. I was just, you know, bringing them along. I know. It's on the internet. It must be true. Well, you know. uh, Always read your Wikipedia. Um, Okay, so WWE, SmackDown, uh, I don't think we talked about the great match between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, yeah, great match. Uh, great matches. Great matches that they've had. But that was another great match with AJ Styles uh, making SmackDown Live the house that he's going to rebuild again. Um, and uh, they had a great match. And now Bro came and picked up a win against AJ Styles this past uh, this past uh, Friday, and looks like we are getting Bray Wyatt uh, back. Woo! <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, tell us how you really feel. Excited. It's seemingly working in backwards, whereas when Bray, you know, when Bray would uh, defeat somebody. As the fiend, they would revert back to their uh, a previous incarnation of themselves, and he was defeated. So now he's reverting to a previous incarnation of himself. Yep. Yep. Such and apparently, weirdness. that freaked out Braun. Yeah, apparently. I love it. Braun almost wasn't, crapped. Wasn't his scared of the fiend. Like, wasn't scared of Fiend. Like, nope, the scary one wasn't scary. Well, this one's well, scary. The scary one's the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he, he wrestled the uh, sweater, the red sweater guy. Yeah, he wrestled That's... Bray. He didn't wrestle the Fiend yet. No, he didn't yes. wrestle the Fiend. Okay, so he defeated Bray, 
and that sent Bray further back. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so we we get that. Uh, so apparently, so how how it was worded was that uh, AJ Styles was traded for future considerations, and the future considerations uh, were uh, discovered this past Monday as Robert Roode and. Dolph Ziggler are now part of the Raw brand, which leads us to Dolph Ziggler challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship live on WWE Network on July 19th. Two, no, wait, is it two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks from Sunday. Yep. Dolph, Dolph, Dolph. Dolph Come back and jump in the title. Come back and it's way past time for Ziggler to hold the big gold. Okay. I mean, he's been solid forever. He's done everything and anything you've put in front of him and made it look good. I mean, he made that Otis dude. Okay. With their feud, yeah. uh, he made Mandy look even hotter. Yeah. She was already pretty decent looking, made her hotter. I mean, yeah. he made DeVille look like a badass, like a, a modern day, you know, warrior chick who don't need anybody, but, you know, I'm still cool. Give that man a title run, okay? Let him beat the the monster he brought back into the company, which he reminded us of, reminded us of while rocking the best high ponytail that any diva ever has ever had last Monday. Give that man a title. Go ahead. Yes, put it ma'am. on. Yes, ma'am. Woman after my own heart, there, Mika. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, Danny. Oh, yeah, um, dude. I just a claymore kick, kick him, let him sell the crap out of it, and get on with life. Look, we all know that Drew McIntyre is nothing more than a transitional champion for Dolph Ziggler. It's okay. It, it's, it's okay. It's perfectly fine to accept that. Come to terms with that, guys. You'll be much happier. Trust us. Listen, why are you guys Cleveland, so hard? And we know the only winner in Cleveland is LeBron James. So even LeBron James got out of Cleveland. Dolph is now the new king of Dolph's Ohio. From Florida. He's please no. Yeah. He, he lives in it, Phoenix. What? <laughs> what did you say? Phoenix. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Who? Dolph doesn't live in Phoenix. That that that's what the interweb says. Listen, I stalked that man. I mean, you listen, also said the interweb doesn't... said that Adam Cole's contract was up. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> right, right here, right. He's <sighs> built from Hollywood, California. He was born in from Hollywood, Ohio. Hollywood, Florida. His current residence is Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, so all that. There is some Look, some wrongness there, okay? How do you think he was so close to the Bellas back in the day? You know, him and Nikki have history because they were all in Phoenix. Come on. Gosh, the or they all worked for the same from, company. The Bellas are from I mean, Scottsdale, Arizona, not Phoenix. Still, but they were all... It's, it's, look, it's the same state, okay? Yeah. Listen, it doesn't matter. Dolph is the king of the world, okay? I'm not going to limit him to just Phoenix. Mm. Uh, or Phoenix, or Cleveland, Cleveland or Hollywood. It doesn't matter where he lives. Dolph's taking the title home with him. 
damn straight. Uh, all right, listen. You guys start sounding like CNN. Bunch of fake news. Smoking. Yeah. I don't know what you guys. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Danny, how Mika. many cheer shots have you taken? Yes. Mika, you're gonna you're gonna take that note down that on June 25th that we said Dolph Ziggler was gonna win the world title at 11:05 p.m. Mark the time and date. Got it. So that way, in three weeks from Sunday, on the next podcast afterwards, when your reigning champion is Dolph Ziggler, we can rub it in their face. Oh, not only can we rub it in their face, I'm going to need both of them to attempt the Ziggle Wiggle. That's what I'm going to need. The Ziggle Wiggle? Okay. <laughs> the Ziggle Wiggle. Heck yes. You guys want to make a bet? Do you guys want to make a bet? That was... We're not going to bet because we have a surefire thing. Yeah, why would we even want to, you know, bet? Because it'd just be an easy win for us. It's like... It's just not candy from fair. a baby. Yeah, That's, I mean, it's like it's like the Patriots a... taking on the Falcons in a Super Bowl. It just it, it doesn't benefit us. Mm, mm, mm. Twenty-eight to three. What? Well, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Play uh, <laughs> one kick. Uh, and uh, Sasha Banks and Bate. Sasha and uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated the Iconics on Monday Night Raw, um, and then Sasha told Bailey that she wanted a title shot. And after Bailey looking her a little weird, she goes against Oscar. So the challenge was made, and it was accepted. So three weeks from Sunday. On live on WWE Network, no longer free for new subscribers at Extreme Rules. It'll be Oscar defending the WWE Raw Women's Championship against the boss, Sasha Banks. Yeah, this isn't the title we want Sasha to win. So This is not the title that Sasha's going to win. Exactly. Bailey's going to cost Sasha this title. And then we'll have the real fight. At SummerSlam. Damn, it's SummerSlam. Which will likely also be in uh, live in uh, the. From the PC. <laughs> yeah, performance center on the Lily Network. It's probably like I mean, eight weeks from next Sunday. At least it's in Florida. I mean, they can go outside and throw some sand on the ground and feel let's better just, about themselves. Let's just do it on a beach. <laughs> Screw it. We'll do beach blast and call beach. it SummerSlam. Vince will buy a beach. You better stop. Once we have SummerSlam on the beach, I'll be like, Eric, you did that. <laughs> well, him and him and Dana White are good friends, so why can't Dana White just let him borrow the Mortal Kombat island? <laughs> Is that what you call it? The Mortal Kombat island? That's what they should have called it. Like, you're going to hold a UFC tournament that. in the middle of the ocean? Let's just call it the Mortal Kombat. Call okay. it a day. It's, it's not the middle of the ocean, okay? It's literally like a slight piece of land that's, you know... Oh, like it was. It's like uh, it's not that far from uh, from the from Abu Dhabi. It's just like it's literally part of Abu Dhabi. It's just like it feels like part of the land broke off and now there's see. Water it's in Abu Dhabi. Vince loves oh. Saudi Arabia. Look at we okay. Yeah, this is happening. Vince is already working on it. He just sat up in his bed like I have an idea. <laughs> Damn it, I have an idea. There you go. I couldn't do that. Mm. 
Linda, give me my notepad. Uh, first of all, since when does Vince ever write notes? That's the way he first has of all, Bruce. Usually, sleep with his own wife. But anyway, <laughs> sweet Jesus. On that note, uh, we we already say we're not that kind of podcast. No. Oh, sorry, my bad. I forgot where I, I was. Mean, I'll be good. What else? Um, where were we? Where was? Where were we? Yes, Sasha. Down Oscar. the rabbit hole. Oscar's gonna retain, uh, of course. Uh, Duh. That of no one. Uh, but yeah. Uh, best friend Sutu implore implore. Is that the right word? Implode. 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 I knew it was a letter off. I was okay. Um. Uh, so yeah, so that is uh, extreme rules. Uh, yeah, I can't believe extreme rules about you know to happen. Uh, can't get very much extreme in the performance center. So they haven't even. There's no gimmick matches, right? Like there's nothing. No ladders. No chairs. No tables. Just we just got straight matches happening so far. Oh God. WWE is now dubbing Extreme Rules as the horror show. This verbiage appears on the website and could hint at an overall theme. Sweet Jesus. The horror show? Apparently there's talk about Bray versus Braun being a House of Horrors match. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, I, I asked and I might receive. Got it. Something gimmicky for Extreme Rules. I mean, let's you know, I hate and I love to go back to the past, but Extreme Rules was one of those pop-up pay-per-views where it's like, okay, at least you're going to see some some kind of carnage. This it doesn't sound like a lot of carnage. It sounds like a amplified raw so far with the card. The original House of Horrors match was so bad, but WWE has actually figured out how to do cinematic matches since then, so maybe this one will actually be good. Hmm. I will, I will, yes, I will give you that. It is quite possible. I mean, it does still have Braun wrestling, but. Duh. I mean, that's horror in itself. So, you know, there we go. That was yeah. nice, right? Yes, it was nice. All right. Um, speaking of things happening, uh, AEW is a thing. Uh, they're still happening. Uh, and they are having two nights of Fighter Fest for free wow. live on TNT. How dare because they copy WWE? How dare they copy WWE? Yeah. Everything's two nights now. That's the gimmick, brother. Yeah, well, Pretty much. You know, it's, too big. it's too big for just one night. Well, because, because you know, copying something AEW did, like the whole internet would be shitting its Well, AEW does their tapings for their shows and they do it over a couple. They don't do, well, they, they try not to have everybody in there at the same time. And so now they got all these matches planned so they can't. You know, they can't have it on one night because they again want to keep their talent as safe as possible. I'll give them that. You know. So why is the Great American two nights now? Because because they did WrestleMania for two nights, and they figured they'll pull the Southern crowd with Great American Bash as the name and throw it for two nights to keep people, you know, who might be still at home 
entertained. Now, is it two nights over two weeks, or is it just going to be like a Wednesday and a Thursday? Uh, it's going to be back-to-back Wednesday nights. Okay. So it's going to be two theme uh, pieces of uh, uh, Dynamite. So instead of Dynamite, it'll be um, Fighter Fest. Fest. So the, all the matches apparently are out, because they probably matter how we've been recorded. Uh, unless they really want to risk uh, Moxley wrestling in two weeks or three, yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to risk that. Uh, but night one, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page defend uh, their tag team titles against Chuck Taylor, Street Chuck Taylor, and Trent. Uh, Cody uh, will defend the TNT Championship against Jake Hager, uh, who uh, I believe he was naming, you know, uh, uh, allegations which uh, nothing's happened to. Uh, and then Hikaru Shida will defend the uh, AEW Women's Championship against Penelope Ford. Uh, and Jurassic Express, that's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, against MJF and Wardlow. And Private Party uh, will uh, be teaming up against Santana and Ortiz. So it looks like the, I don't know, one of the title matches will likely uh, headline. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I, definitely I, I a card. How, how, how does that sound? I mean, nothing that like really excites me, matches. really, that. Yeah. Nothing that really excites me. Mm, the yeah, greatest no. thing that you even said was... Uh, Screw Chuck Taylor? Yeah, Sant- I agree. Santana and Ortiz. Like, mm. outside of that, like, I would be excited for Hikari Shida's defense. But it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, who get your refund? <laughs> I like refunds. Um, wow. Can I get? I'd a be refund? down. What, what? I'd be down for Hikaru, but it's Penelope, so yeah, and Penelope's only okay. Yeah, she's not great. The only time she was ever great was when she was getting slapped around by Ty at Wrestlecade. Um. Yeah. This. This is yeah, Cody this is versus nice Jake Hager is kind of dookie. Oh, uh, damn! Our, yeah. Cody. Don't well, care let's about take... Hangman Page and Omega. Hey man, Kenny Omega is a seven-star wrestler, right? Maybe in the Tokyo yeah. Dome, but we're going to be live from uh, someplace in Jackson. Georgia or Florida. No, it's in Jacksonville. It's it's probably yeah, going to Jacksonville. He's only a two star wrestler. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. It's pro- it's probably going to be that uh what do you call it that place that they've been fighting next to the stadium. Yeah, I can't I can't South remember. South Georgia where. is what that is. <laughs> all right, night two. Night two maybe gets better. All right, night two. Uh, FTR will wrestle the Young Bucks. Oh, we finally uh, get that. Wait, no, mm-hmm. we do not. My apologies. Yeah. FTR Damn. will be teaming up with the Young Bucks <coughs> against, against the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade in eight-man tag team action. Why? 
Cole Cabana and the Dark Order will be teaming up against SoCal Uncensored. Is Colt Cabana why? part of the Dark Order now? You know, I, why wouldn't you just make it a whole Dark Order? I don't know, give some guys the rub against SCU instead of bringing Colt Cabana? Because, I mean, it's Brody Lee and Stu Grayson. But what about 10 or 11? 12, 13, four, any of them. You four, know what I'm saying? Or four and five. Uh, silver and... Uh, Look, yeah, where's Uno? The, the Beaver, the Beaver Boys are uh, four and five, or five and six. Look, you get one through a hundred. You got, you got plenty of numbers there. Why, why call Caban? Other than know? you know to give me misery. Um, boom, boom. I don't know. But is like legit. Is like Uno hurt or something? He might just be stuck in Canada. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's true. But that what means- about? Ten and eleven, they're 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 there. Isn't that yeah. uh that the you know what's his name Cody Angel Vance and Alan Angel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or it's Cody Vance, Vance nine. I think Vance is ten. I think he. Oh, was yeah, 10. Angels is yeah. ten. No, Angels, Angels is, 10. is eleven. No, Angels is ten. Yes. Let's, well, he has, no, a, I get, I get, he look, has let's, a V let's, let's on his Twitter, which usually stands for five. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, Evil Uno is number one. Stu Grayson, number two. Alex Reynolds is number three. John Silver, number four. Uh, okay. Alan Angels, number five. And uh, mm. Preston Vance, number ten. And then so eight or nine are part-timers. Eight or nine are part-timers. We hate part-timers. So, so there's no Scabs. six and seven. Scabs. <laughs> Not even a six and seven. What the hell kind of number count is this? The Dark Order needs some damn education. Look, that's how we count in Canada, okay? Get over it. Oh, sorry. Is that what the problem is? The Canadian education system? Great. They get free health care, but mm. you don't see our country going to shit. <clears throat> <laughs> because, because I'm not looking. Wait, we don't even see your country. We don't even know if it's still really there or not, okay? Thanks. Exactly, because all y'all America's, care about yourselves. America's hat. You've lived here most of your life, sir. You're an American at this point. I'm okay? a Canadian citizen, my good sir. <laughs> don't uh, are you really? I am. I have dual citizenship. I so you're an American too, well. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're an American, and your American supersedes your Canadian. Okay. It never supersedes America, my Canadian. If America wasn't that good, you wouldn't have gotten American citizenship. If I America didn't really have a choice. Uh, yeah, hey, listen, we're better. You can always, you can always de- de- denounce your American citizenship and leave, okay. sir. Bye. If you don't like it? Just <laughs> well, leave. Well, you, you gotta Bye. pay. Too. You gotta pay a few grand to get out. So. I don't. I'm a I'm a Canadian citizen. I can go. No, you still if you renounce your right your citizenship, you gotta pay. I'll renounce it when I get back to Canada. Uh, then they can't do anything to me. Okay. Speaking of renouncing citizenship, uh, Nyla Rose is gonna be uh, wrestling against a someone to be determined to be announced. So go team. Uh, not the other Parazzo. I mean, who could it be? 
Who else got released that? It's not Sarah because she's taking time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah Logan's pretty much kind of uh, taking an extended leave of absence, so she said. It's Kyrie. We just didn't know no, that Kyrie yeah, got yeah. fired. She, she got she, fired after she got her head she, split she open. She got jumped out. <laughs> right. Yeah, what, what is blood Tessa Blanchard? Her dad works there. Hello? What if it's Nia Jax? Apparently, mm-hmm. Tessa, no, what I, I just wish. read is that she's actually stuck in Mexico. So that's part of part of why they fired Tessa was because she's in Mexico and she's refusing to help and assist and do anything to try and get to the U.S. They asked her to film some promo stuff and she didn't. So that's part of why she fi- why she was fired. Maybe maybe it was a plan for her. Maybe this was the plan all along. Maybe she needed to get to keep fired. the belt and keep the belt in Mexico and. Just, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Talk, Moose is the real world champion. Impact. Jesus. Hey, you know, maybe she was to be all elite, and she need to get fired first, right? Yes, because that's setting a good example on how to go into a company. I mean, like she cares. Exactly. Yeah. Thank she you. doesn't. That was a nice way to put it. Listen, Tony Ken is writing the checks right now. You know. Uh, I think they used to call it uh, a, a, you know, ATM Eric. Now it's ATM Tony. So. And how'd that last uh, one turn out? Well, the well, the last time uh, someone was uh, you know overspending daddy's money, we know how that ended up. You know. I own my competition. Um, but yeah, but no, I'm talking about the Carters, pal. No, oh, he pretty much owns them too. He has every big superstar from Impact. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. All right. Uh, ne- next three matches: uh, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Burger Hawk. The former yeah. champion against Orange Juice Cassidy. <laughs> Just Orange Cassidy. The juice is loose. I hope he makes him. I mean. Juice. Jerry couldn't eat some juice. I mean, look, the guy. Yeah, a little bit of the Keep your And in, in your main event, which should be your main event, uh, John Moxley defends the AEW World Championship against Brian Cage. We've yeah, known this. Happening. Well, what if it was already pre-taped? Then it, it will happen. I don't think it was pre-taped, though. No, it wasn't. Um, so the whole thing is, it's what two weeks away. If they shelter in place for fourteen days, they, we're we're cutting it close here. Um, but Mox could be medically cleared and safe to compete against. I mean, he's a machine, so it's not like he can get COVID. It's fine. Look, he's probably found more in the CZW locker room than COVID anyway, so there he'll, you go. He'll, he'll get through it immediately anyway. If you blood buckets in CZW, you might be immune to COVID. Pretty much. He, he just wants to stay home with his wife. Let the man alone, okay? Thanks. Well, I promise you, you find worse be. than COVID in CZW. Mm. Damn. Damn. So that is Fighter Fest. Uh, so big, it has to happen on two nights for free, fight, live fight. on TNT. 
Uh, yeah, which uh, brings us to the main event of the evening. Is it Hulk Hogan so, versus Ric Flair? Mm-mm. No, you're still no. watching 99 WCW. Yes. Stop. Stop it. Sorry. Focus. All right. Danny, kick it off. Third night, third oh. week in a row. What are we doing? Third third week in a row, we have picked some of our favorite women's matches featuring some of our favorite female competitors. Um, as we have done the last several weeks, we each picked two matches. Um, the chronological order is a little muddy because they're all from, apart from one, they're all from the last three years. Uh, yeah. So we may not watch them in, I may not describe them in chronological order. We may just let uh, start with Patrick and let him talk about his matches and why he chose them. Um, but if we want to go chronologically, the first one is also Patrick's. The first uh, two are my chronologically regardless. I always yeah, think I think so. So I'll be okay. Let's kick it off here. Uh, All right, give so, another shine to the women. Yes. Yeah. So we start with, well, uh, 2006 WWE uh, Unforgiven from uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we get Trish Stratus in her last match, her retirement match, uh, challenging Lita for the WWE uh, Women's Championship. Was it called the Divas Championship right now? I can't remember. No, it was still no, it, was it was still the Women's last. Championship because they still had okay. the big the big oval on it. They didn't have the butterfly gotcha. belt yet. So. Yeah, this is going to be a big moment, and uh, I really enjoyed this match. Of course, uh, the, the, we all know about the story of friendship and rivalry with uh, Trish Stratus and Lita, but uh, this was the end of an era. Uh, to me, Lita represented one of uh, uh, one of the success stories of you know the Attitude Era. You know, where you bring all these uh, hot bodies, and uh, you know. But she actually came out and she became, you know, a, a, a very good professional wrestler. And, uh, you know, here she is in her hometown. And, you know, of course, we all know how it ended. But I think he broke all the rules, in my opinion. First of all, she was in her hometown and did not lose. Uh, B, yeah. it was her retirement match and she did not lose on her way out. And yeah. three, she was in Canada, so she had to use Canada's favorite wrestling move to win, uh, the sharpshooter. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, of course, crowd, huge pop uh, as uh, Lita gets defeated. Um, we don't see satisfaction, but uh, I think that the crowd was satisfied she went for nonetheless. It multiple, she went for it she multiple did. times, and, and Lita would throw her off each time. What what I do like also is that they 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 did, they did such a good job telling the story that I really even watching it now I thought you know this is all this is telling me that Lita is gonna win and retain so yeah they did you know just they did a great job of just making you really think Lita is going to win and alas we were all wrong one of the very few times where yeah Vince breaks all his rules. Here, Broke fantastic his own match. Damn rules, that bastard. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was. I I really enjoyed it. I I don't even know if I remembered it from the first time I watched it, um, or if I did watch it when it aired live um, in 06, I I wasn't really watching much WWE. Uh, I was watching TNA and Ring of Honor primarily. Um, my how things have changed, but uh, mm. but it, it was a good fun match, you know. They and Trish, although she was retiring, was still you know, there and still more than capable to, to be able to have a good match. It wasn't as though she was retiring due to chronic injuries or, or anything like that. So she, uh, she still went out there and they had a really good match. Um, the crowd really seemed to, you know, enjoy it and of course be behind Trish in her hometown. And I think the win was a surprise to a lot of people because of the old rules, you know, it was her hometown. She was, there, you know, fighting for the championship on her way out. So, um, her winning and, and, uh, you know, I can't remember what they did with the title. I can't remember if they just vacated it or, or, or had a little mini tournament. I can't remember how they handled the title situation with her getting the championship as she was retiring. But, um, it was, yeah, no, it was a fun match. And, you know, the end of, of, the big storied history of rivalry, you know, two women who started at the same time and kind of took slightly different paths, but uh, ended up going to, uh, you know, Lita would continue to wrestle and continue to work, you know, until uh, that fateful episode of Dark Angel that never aired. Well, no, that wasn't the in career yeah. ender. That was just the reason she had her neck surgery, but that was um, before this. Way yeah, it was long before. Yeah, because they mentioned that when she when Trish like gives her a neck breaker, you know, that surgically repaired neck, as the cliche uh, loves to say. Um, but it was yeah, it was it was a fun match, and you know, Lita would continue to go on as she was wearing the rated R gear at the time. You know, she had the her overshirt had the big rated R on it, so she was definitely in in her full and her baddest beha- on her baddest behavior. <laughs> Um, they vacated the title the next yeah. night on Raw. That was they just vacated it. Okay. And then yeah, Lita gotcha. won a match, a Lumberjill match that was a tournament final. So Lita play. ends up winning it back. Basically, she loses the belt and then she ends up winning it back. Like in she a loses the belt, wins it back, and then twenty days later she loses it again. <laughs> oh goodness, that sounds about right. That was the hot shot booking back then for WWE women's. Go. Yeah. Uh, this was a really good match. Anytime Lita and Trish got together, it was pure magic. Um, a lot of people like to credit, you know, the Four Horsewomen or AJ Lee or, you know, whoever they may want to credit for the women's revolution. But if you honestly want to look at it, it was the early 01, 02 women that honestly started the revolution with Trish, Jazz, Lita, Molly, uh, Victoria. Gail later on in like oh two oh three, um, those were the women that definitely made you look and see. Hey, these girls are more than just a beautiful face and a beautiful body. Like they are legitimate athletes. Um, I really did enjoy the match, uh, especially the Canadian delight at the end with the sharpshooter. Um, yeah, which is I, not a Canadian move. It's not a Canadian move. Um, it's it's like three it's like three degrees removed from Canada before it got there. Yep. Um, 
but I, I really I really have always enjoyed Trish. Um, I've always enjoyed Lita, and just whenever they they hooked up in the ring, they were always always on their game. Um, and this was no exception. This is sad that this was how. Well, not sad, but like you know, it it sucked that this ended the whole feud and this was at the time Trish's last match, but as we know, she has come back to work a few times. Um, and yeah, you I really never say never in the world of wrestling. Never there's say never one. in the world of wrestling. Until you're dead. There's always one more payday. There's always one more match. There's always one more autograph signing. You never really leave wrestling until you're dead. Well, Undertaker's dead, and he's still there. He's been dead for a long time. Yeah, he's been dead since like nineteen. He's the ex- he's he, the exception. He started not off the rule. dead. It doesn't. You know. Yeah, he's the exception, not the rule. Okay. There usually is one, but yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Love Trish. Um, I just wish, and and you know, I'm sure 2006 Eric didn't think the same way. But my God, Trish, just get gear that fits. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Her, that was like a ten wow. minute match, and her ass was hanging out for ten minutes. Um, have you not seen a Trish Stratus match previously? There you go. Some That's what I'm anatomy, saying. No, 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 no. Some part of her anatomy, usually her boobs, were hanging out. That's um, what I'm saying. So Get gear that fits. That was she wanted gimmick, you brother. to. Fo- she wanted you to focus on her patriotism. That leaf on her butt needed to be shown. And there you go. You had to have it so that, you know, the, the bottoms were more uh, prolific than the top in this particular case. There was nothing wrong with her gear, Eric. I'm, I'm sorry. It was um, designed it was, to fit was, the way it was designed to fit, yeah. And that was the exact specifications right there. Me and my yeah. ass hanging out because I got this maple leaf on my ass, you know. It's like it's it's the American version of stars and stripes on her butt. Like that was an American bikini. Okay, sorry, that's all it is. That's all it was. She was perfectly fine. Um, gear aside, because they both look great, because they usually do. This was one of those matches where I, I remember watching this and just knowing Trish was going to lose. I was a little upset that she didn't. I was like, wait, what? How dare they? I understand why. Um, it, and it was a good story. And now that I, you know, kind of go back and think about it, but as just a regular fan, I was like, "This is bullcrap! How dare they?" Um, but but Trish, uh, I, I was not a huge Trish fan um, in the beginning. It was more of a oh, not one of these girls again with the the boobs or whatever. But she proved everybody wrong. She got in there. She learned her craft. She. She hung with some of the best. I I was, you know, uh, I was in the Lita. Lita wasn't my favorite, but to watch those two, like you guys said, it was always something about them. To watch them two get in there and go at it, and to watch that last match kind of between the two of them and see kind of where they were as far as the good, the evil, the storytelling. And they, it seemed like they had a lot of time, you know, um, it wasn't a rush match. It wasn't a typical Divas match. That was, uh, you pointed out, uh, kind of the evolution of the women's wrestling at that point where the girls weren't rushing through. It wasn't a bathroom break. 
Um, you had the crowd into it, yes, because their hometown girl was in there doing her thing. But I think a lot of people actually at that point were invested in these two women as competitors as well as, you know, them being divas and pretty faces. So um, good match, great story. And um, you leave that girl's butt alone, Eric. Jesus. Well, uh, we are we are gonna go chronologically here, uh, and we're actually gonna go to one of Danny's picks from uh, Women's Wrestling Revolution. Uh, it's main event: uh, Sue Young versus Rachel Ellering. Yeah, from their uh, Identity Crisis event, um, Sue Young and Rachel Ellering, of course, being two of our favorites. Um, and it was just a, a, a rare clash between them. And at main eventing of the WWR event, uh, WWR always puts on a lot of good shows and a lot of good matches. They hold very much to the standards of Beyond Wrestling as far as it's uh, you know competitive matches. There's not a whole lot of story. There's not a whole lot. They don't really have championships. It's just competitive wrestling to see who the best is. Um, so... Sue Young versus Rachel Ellering. You got to see Sue wrestle a little bit more than she does in some matches because Rachel's going to want to wrestle. Rachel's not a brawler, and Sue likes to brawl. So there was a fair amount of that as well. But um, this one stayed in the ring a lot more than than a lot of Sue Young matches do. Um, you know, it was – I yet again, I just really enjoy it. A lot of good storytelling. Uh, crowd was, was there and hype and, and into the match. And uh, I mean, not now. I want to hear what you guys got to say. What you guys have to say about it? Because I've seen this one several times, and and I was thinking that Eric had seen it as well, but apparently he had not. I had not seen this, which kind of disappoints me because these are two of my absolute favorite—not only professional wrestlers, but human beings in the world. Um, I really loved it. Um, I was well prepared for this to be my favorite match of the night. However, it was not. Um, it was my number two, though. Um, I I love Sue when she brawls on the outside. The I think one of her staples there for a couple of maybe about a year was if if she was wrestling at a place with a bar, we were going to have a bar spot, and yeah, we, we had a bar spot. Uh, I think. Rachel threw a beer on her and then she threw water at Rachel, which kind of made me laugh a little bit. Um, I think my favorite part was I think Rachel like chopped Sue and then Sue fell in this dude's lap. And then they just had a chop battle while Sue's just chilling in this guy's lap. And he's just sitting there like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, Sue didn't enjoy just, it's like, was, am I trying to get her to stand up? Do I try to get him to move? Do I move? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. He's just straight chilling, man. Um, but I absolutely loved this match. I was kind of shocked that Rachel got the dub because I don't care how many times I ever see Rachel Ellering live. She never wins. And it really makes me sad. And it's a very unusual move that she used to win, too. It the started with, like... Spinebuster? No, 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 she didn't no, no. Pop up spine buster. Yeah. She won with like, she like did a fisherman suplex lift yeah. and then like slammed him forward as a um, 
into like a spine buster almost. I can't remember what she calls that, but I think that is her finisher. Um, okay. I know she along used with the, the TKO pop-up before. Spine yeah. The pop-up and the spine and the TKO. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I love that pop-up spine buster. She does her, her pop-up and then reaction like boom, throwing the arms yeah. and stuff. Love Rachel. Adds a good flourish to it. I told Rachel we were going to talk about her tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, oh, wow. Wikipedia does not have her list of finishing. They don't have anybody's moves listed. They took them off several years ago. Oh, did they really? That's why. Yeah, and everybody was like, that's that's bullshit. Yeah. Because they used to have everybody's signature moves and finishes and, you know, and all that stuff. Who innovated what move? Um, but they, uh, yeah, Wikipedia took that down a few years ago. This is this is why we can't have nice things, Wikipedia. This is why we I know. can't have nice things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I loved this match. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is still their only matchup that they've ever had. Um, I think the only one, yeah, the only sing, the only singles match they've had, probably. I, I really think. wish that we knew people in charge of wrestling companies that could potentially get this, uh, get these matches put together. Get this well, match for know. us, yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Thank you for that, Danny. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I I do pay attention when WWR pulls out these matches because they do uh, the, the gems that they put out when they decide to put out free matches. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It, it, especially when Drew's at like a very emotional state, and, and all of a sudden you can tell like when he's like like on on social media and like really like you know. I think the best way I can create is like when Josh goes off on the online, you know, uh, with his woes, and then a few days later, boom, uh, you know, a wonderful match goes free on YouTube. Uh, so there you go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was uh, th- those are my favorites uh, there. For, but yeah, so I had seen this match once before, uh, loved it then, love it now. Uh, two two of my favorites as well, uh, and. Yeah, I think that Sue is such a uh, spectacular entertainer. I mean, she's a great wrestler, but when it comes to the entertainment aspect, she's just she knows how to get the crowd going, and you know, I mean, she 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 plays has you know such a uh, you know mystique, scary wrestler, but at the same time, she knows how to get the crowd involved, to get behind her, and uh, when she wants to, and so like. Uh, that's great. Of course, Rachel is one of the most talented uh, professional wrestlers uh, in our era, and such a likable personality that, yeah, th- these two wrestling each other was great. Uh, I think their their styles definitely uh, blended very well together, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I-, I think with uh, being to- being that this was twenty seventeen. And you know we're heading into the uh, Mayan Classic. Um, they, they were gonna highlight uh, Rachel here and uh, good uh, getting her to uh, pick up the W. But yeah, very fun match. It's crazy to me to think that in seventeen this was only Rachel's like second year in professional wrestling. And if I'm not mistaken, um, didn't this match happen in like early seventeen? Uh, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So it wasn't even two years in wrestling at this point for Rachel. Um, and she was already that good. Um, yeah. I, I 
I still don't understand why WWE released her, but maybe she was just a furlough and maybe she'll be brought back when the world goes back to normal because yeah. Rachel Ellering deserves to be signed by a major company, regardless of if it's WWE or AEW or whoever it may be, but Rachel deserves to be signed. Mm-hmm. All right. And so chronologically, this, uh, yeah, now chronologically, yeah, I think... We're going back to, to Patrick, one of Patrick's picks, right. yeah. Um, and I think it was uh, by far, uh, well, you know, it's my, my favorite promotion, right? Uh, it, it, you know, and the, the promotion that I've been following since September, August, September of 2000, and, you know, it was August 2014. Um, and I, I needed to fix, I felt like, I need to pick something out of it, and this match is probably my favorite women's match from AEW. AEW oh my lord, AWE uh, slash Roar uh, in uh, Evilise versus Isla Dawn, uh, and this is an opera, right? I can't remember. Yeah, was it they, the opera? Yeah. Was it the opera nightclub? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and dang it, that sound guy was terrible for ruining Ivelisse's entrance music. Yep, Shame man. on that person. Oh, Shame no. on whomever, whomever this, that person that thing, is. Um, the music guy sucked. Of course, as, as, yeah. of course, as, as Ivelisse is walking, the bad job of the cameraman, the first face, this white guy with a big beard, you know, it's just full of reddish hair. Um, you, you know, yeah, yeah, that guy sucks too. He, he, um, the only he thing that didn't suck about him. this was the commentary team. Well, you know, hey. uh, speaking of the commentary, are you guys going to keep your name or because it's sort of compared to redacted, uh, not redacted, but uh, to a troubled <laughs> wrestler who's redacted himself, really? Um, yeah, are you guys thinking of well, uh, changing the name since the, you know that name kind of has a bad connotation now? Well, you know, We're we cute, have to and... we have to get back to calling matches together before we we have to make that decision. That's the, <laughs> that's that's the only problem. It's I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not pointing blame. I'm just saying spatially, and then of course with wrestling being on a hiatus, I think we got a little bit of time to uh, make a decision. About Only about if we're gonna change names. Yeah, I, I definitely do agree. A rebranding is in order. That that name. Whenever I think of that name, I think of him, and it's just yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, might might, might be time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, um, okay. Great coming to on the match. But... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, for those for those who haven't watched the match, it's, it's Mika and myself. Uh. For those yeah. who haven't watched the match, I thought the we were focusing teams. on the match, not not the coming. There you go. Okay, he was, yes. he, was, he, was <laughs> he was filling in the he was filling in the blanks for people who didn't understand because yeah, y'all did just kind of go to left field with that, like uh, the commentary yeah. team and yeah, I'm like wait, why are y'all talking about that? The sky and the uh, crowd and the sky <laughs> and the sound guy. It's, it's surprising it's, guys. It's, all it's, there. It's, sound guys. Okay, be, yeah. because I you know I was playing sound that day and it was not my fault. That the song skipped, okay? The system w- malfunction. I just clicked play. Damn it, Patrick! And uh, the, 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 the redhead in the uh, in the crowd was uh, Eric. 
Um, yes. Who, yeah. So who who, who uh, decided to uh, photobomb there or video bomb or whatever they call it these days? Uh, but yeah. So this match was great. Like, I think I said it's already my my favorite uh, women's match in AWE Roar history. Uh, and I thought it had everything. It was just it's a perfect match to me. Uh, you know, even least a seasoned veteran. Um, and Isla Dawn, uh, they're uh, still uh, a few years in. Uh, but man, th- those two just uh, tore down. Um, and man, uh, the opera was going wild for this match, and uh, the crowd was. Uh, and Fuego, of course, the match, uh, full of uh, great moves and kicks, but of course, everybody goes to the ending. And of course, uh, it, we know in Roar there are no rules, so Island Dawn pins Ivelisse. Ivelisse has her hand in the rope, she disputes it, but I'm sorry, Ivelisse, uh, no rules are in Roar, so you should know better. Well, it was only it was only Ivelisse's second time in Roar, and the previous time had been you know, quite some time ago. So still a little new and still, you know, I think as a wrestler, you train yourself to a, to to a certain mindset. And so when those rules change, if you're not prepared for them, especially when you're at the end of a grueling match, uh, it could, it could be disorienting. But I, I really enjoyed this match too. I've watched it a number of times. Uh, you mentioned the the how hot the crowd and opera was that night just for the match and everything they were doing, you know, strikes, submissions, uh, you know, popping out some innovative moves as well from both ladies. Um, Isla Dawn gets the big big win. Uh, just an yeah, as you said, uh, pretty much as close to a perfect match as you can get sometimes uh, between these two. Yeah, I absolutely loved this match. This ended up being my. Uh my favorite match that we watched. Um, I I don't even know where to start on this match. It was... It's probably my favorite... is a good place. It's probably my favorite match that um, AWE's ever put out. Um, it's definitely my favorite one that I've ever been to. Um, and yeah, it's just... East was a seasoned veteran. Isla... You know, hadn't been doing a lot. Well, she had, but she wasn't as well-known as she is now. Um, I like to think that we kind of pushed her along in her journey to stardom, and it makes me happy that we had a, a small part in that. Um, Ivelisse's chops made my chest hurt. Um, <laughs> Dude. That chops, first her, chop... Her. Her kicks too, man. Her kicks, the, the yeah. midsection kicks and stuff. She threw, she threw Isla in the corner and chopped her. And I just watched Isla's face. It went from like, shock to anger to oh my god, why? And then you just see, <laughs> you just see Evie put her head on Isla's head. Isla just gives her like a little smile, and I'm like, like she's she probably won- like. It. She's like, she's like, are you ready to do this? <laughs> this is how hard we're going. This is how hard she we're was going. Like, I'll lift your ass up. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I even remember in the crowd that night being shocked that Isla won. Um, you know, even though I was wearing my Isla shirt, I was supporting Isla. 
I yeah, did not think expected Isla yeah. Ivelisse as the bigger name to win. But the Isla bigger name and in, the Wiley veteran, yeah. Yeah, and the veteran and the bigger name. Um, yeah, it was but it, it was a surprise, but it was a great surprise because as you mentioned, Isla Dawn at that point had pretty much been accepted as, you know, an AWE Roar competitor. She was one of our people, you know, one of our yep. people. Um, so to, to, to have one of our people get a big win was like a, a very shared experience of, yes, we're doing it. We're, you know, we're doing good things together. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I feel like any of them that have been through AEW's or AWE's doors, you know, like Kiera, Sue, Isla, you know, Gargano, even Champa, even like those guys that are, that have been through our doors. We Danny were Birch. a part of their Danny Birch, yeah. We were a part of their history. And and like with Danny, like we I don't want to say we made Danny, but my God, like he was the hottest person in our company for the yeah. longest time. Like and it, it seemed like when he first came in, he he you know, he was free every AEW week or AWE weekend. God dang. Stupid yeah. Cody Rhodes. Um, every single <laughs> AWE yeah. weekend, he yeah, was he free. Was there. He but was then towards matches. exactly, then towards the end of it, like he started man, getting he booked, booked. Like he was months yeah. out and he, yeah, yeah all the places. And he places. couldn't make it. And it was like, like I, I feel like. You know, obviously, we didn't do anything for him outside of, you know, promote him and love him and make him one of ours. But I still feel like anybody that's come through our doors and we've accepted, we're part of their history. And I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. Well, to see them like, yeah, like you said, it feels like a shared experience when when they succeed or when they get on to bigger stages or something. You know, you're like, yeah, he's one of our dudes, you know. Cause it's like, kind of like a sense of pride of like one of us, we got, you know, he, we made it. Exactly. Cause I believe the 2018 May Young Classic is where Isla first showed up. And in that May Young Classic, we had Isla, we had Priscilla. Um, oh, I don't, did Lacey, Lacey had came through Atlanta, right? Yes. Lacey came Lacey through Lane? Atlanta. Yeah. I had yes. thought so. Yeah. Um, there yeah, were at least one time. Yeah. There were three or four women at the May Young Classic that came through our doors. And I was just like, this is amazing. And then you look at Impact with Kiera, Sue. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. And I love it. So match number four, if we want to go, or do you want to talk about this match? Yeah. Mika? No, Matt, Matt, well, no, no. Yeah, you, Go you for it. Him with this Go man? Okay. I mean, you you guys covered you covered it all. Like, there's there's nothing that you left out. This is the perfect match. If anybody listening, if you have not watched, please go watch because even it's on our, YouTube, it has over our, a million views on YouTube. It's the first mm-hmm. thing that pops up if you search just Isle of Dawn. Uh, I mean, yeah. even our retelling of it right now does not give the match enough justice because it is that. I know. Good. The camera, the camera guy, though, he could have edited the sound to sound better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he he could have done well, the audio. Anyways, yeah. Um, so on to match number four. And that goes to you, Danny. Is my match, yes. 
from WWE Evolution, the finals of the May Young Classic. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Um, people should know my love for Kyrie and uh, also my love for Shayna. So to see, you know, so anytime they get in the ring together, I feel it's pure magic. I feel there's a very great uh, contrast in styles of traditional wrestling that fits, you know, with Kyrie being smaller and more a technician and a high flyer and Shayna being kind of more of a bully, a little bit stronger, a a pure athlete. You know, she wants to break you. She wants to hurt you intentionally, not just win the match. Um, You know, it makes for a great match of styles. They're both two of the absolute best in the world. Um, And this would be the first time in the WWE banner that they would fight one-on-one. They would later fight several times over the, uh, the NXT women's championship as both women were signed at the time, uh, the million classic happened. Um, but an outstanding match with an outstanding story as Shayna Baszler, usually the bully and the aggressor in all of her matches ends up finding herself being a little bit of the underdog as she takes kind of an injury to the ribs after uh, Kyrie's interceptor spear and Kyrie continues to lay the offense on as much as she can into that injured rib area to, of course, set up the insane elbow drop um, to to get the win and become the first winner of the Mae Young Classic uh, at the first all-women's pay-per-view WWE held, WWE Evolution. Which, by the way, uh, the, the Mae Young Classic, the first one is when uh, – they also featured the first ever full-time woman referee, Jessica Carr, who also uh, yes. appeared in an, in, AE, in an AEW Roar ring. AEW Roar ring. Yeah. AEW. You got your E's mixed up. You got you got it mixed up, yeah. AEW But yeah, as Kennedy, as Kennedy Brink, she was there at least mm-hmm. two times that I remember. Yep. Yeah. At the very least. So yeah, this yeah. match... This match was, uh, was so good. Um, uh, of course, uh, I, conti- I continue to praise Shayna Baszler. Uh, what she's been able to do, uh, uh, what she was able to do right now at this time, right? Uh, very short time, I think less than two years in the business. Uh, and, man, she she came out like wildfire, uh, you know. Uh, and, man, she... she she just became a huge sensation uh, in the Indies, and then you know paid her dues, and then uh, I'm here. And of course, Kyrie uh, saying, "What can we just say about her?" Uh, you know, she's one of one of the best in in, in the world. Um, and I just think that this two uh, was uh, were the perfect. Uh, to to uh, to highlight in in the finals of the tournament and yeah, twelve plus minutes. Uh, you know, and it was uh, the match for Shayna to lose really, but at the end of the day, Kier's saying, uh, you know, always an elbow drop away from winning any match, uh, and indeed, uh, you know, she defeated uh, Baszler. Uh, and another great match here uh, to become the first ever May Young Classic winner. So, um, minor correction: this was not an evolution. 
Um, it was not. This was just this on. Was, was this the one that was just on an episode just on of SmackDown? A Smackdown. Yeah, okay. their match at Evolution was for the NXT Women's Title. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. So that was the re- like the rematch, basically. Yeah, was where Kyrie lost it to Shayna to Shayna because of okay. the horsewomen interference. Um, yeah, this match gotcha. is yeah. This match is super personal to me because I was at the Mae Young Classic. I watched all the way up into the finals. And then they told me I would not be able to watch the finals unless I went to Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, six months later to watch the ending of it. Um, Outside of that, which made me really mad, um, this match was exactly who I predicted to be in the ending of the first ever Mae Young Classic. And it delivered. Kyrie is absolutely amazing. Shayna is amazing, um, both in different ways, like you said. One's technical, one's high flyer. But their styles mesh so well together. And I honestly thought that Shayna was going to win it um, because of the fact that we had heard around this time the rumors of Ronda, the rumors of Jessamine and uh, Marina Shafir signing, you know, I had figured that they were going to push this horsewoman versus horsewoman feud, and what better way to kick it off than Shayna winning the May Young Classic? But they threw a curveball, and Kyrie won, much to my delight. Um, yeah, I thought this match was absolutely amazing. I miss Kyrie's original theme; it was so good. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. The only time I ever get to hear it now, unless I watch the May Young Classic, is when I'm at Danny or with Danger, and his alarm goes off in the morning. There you go. There you and go. what a what a way to wake up though. It's like all right, <laughs> waking up for adventure on the high seas. <laughs> exactly. Like I can't wake I can't wake up bad, in a bad mood at six o'clock in the morning if that song's playing because it's it's so happy and adventurous and open seas like. But yeah, and it it was a great match, and it was a precursor of things to come between the two. Which probably leads me to my match. Uh, actually, I don't I don't know which one of your matches came first. Uh, actually, I don't know. If- we go to the UK. Oh, was the it UK the UK oh, first? That's okay. right, because my Black, one it was Blackpool yeah. one, not Blackpool two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my match is. Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Um, I wanted to highlight this match because I love Rhea and I love Tony. And we've pretty much touched on almost every different kind of style. We've, we've, we've touched American, we've touched Joshi. And I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate our Aussie friends and Kiwis, and the British style. So the best way I could really do that is with two Aussies, but one of them works the British style with Tony. Um, this was a really good match to me. I, I I feel like this was the only match on this takeover that I was actually interested in, and I actually know that it was, because I waited for this match to come on, watched this match, and then immediately cut the TV off because I didn't care about the rest of it. Um, which, looking back in hindsight, was a good idea. Um, yeah, so Rhea and Tony work really well together. Um, 
I absolutely love this match. Even though the right woman didn't win, I thought that they were going to, you know, allow Tony to chase a little bit more because it's always about the chase for the face. Um, yeah, I, I, it was kind of a hard-hitting match, as you've come to expect from Rhea, because Rhea's brutal. And I can't remember. Is Tony still the NXT UK champion? Um, no, no, I don't really follow the UK brand, but I don't, yeah, I don't think. No, Kaylee Ray is, I think. K- I think oh, Kaylee that's right. Ray Kaylee is. Ray did win it. That's right. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this because it is two of my favorite women. Uh, it's it's a match that I hadn't seen because I don't really follow the UK brand. Um, so it, I was interested because I hadn't seen that, and I hadn't. I haven't seen a whole lot of either woman. I've seen only a handful of matches here and there. Um, and a little more impressed with Storm, but I, I do feel with you on the story of it and who won. It's, you know, they had talked that, you know, that Rhea had been, you know, had already had successful defenses against several people, and it seemed they were going to build her as kind of this this monster destroyer. And to have Tony Storm beat her, um, you know, kind of was a little shocking, but at the same time, also made sense because Tony Storm had just won the second May Young Classic, which I think is is kind of what led her into this title shot. Um, yeah. It wasn't like a direct, like you won the May Classic, pick a belt you want to fight for, but it definitely elevated her status and um, and made her somebody that was a top player and you know then she would go on to win and hold this belt for quite some time before losing it to Kaylee Ray but um the match itself was fine i like i like certain aspects of it but other aspects of it i was just kind of um didn't really hold my attention i guess i'm not super big on on ripley like i just don't i'm not i'm not super huge fan of hers her stuff's okay um but I like Tony a little bit more and a little bit more each time I see her. Uh, I I still wish that she would be able to use the original uh, Storm Zero, the basically the quick sit down pile driver. But I understand yep. it's WWE; we're not going to do pile drivers, but um, especially not one that is potentially damaging as something that snaps at you quick. But uh, like that. But alas. Um, no pile drivers make sad, but uh, but yeah, no, I enjoyed the match. It was uh, it was a fun back and forth, you know, as they each ended up kicking out of each other's finishes, and uh, it took a second storm zero before before Tony was able to get the win. I think this was the original plan anyway, but if I if I'm not mistaken, I never I don't think Rio was ever supposed to win the title. But Tony, um, I think Tony had some kind of. They said she came back from an injury. Yeah, I can't. So it I can't was like remember a back was, injury or something, is what they said. I and think there was, was her, also this was her first title match back since coming back yeah, or something. It was something along the lines of an injury, also with a visa issue at the time. I think. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I, I never think, or I don't think that the plan was to ever really put the UK women's title on Rhea, but honestly it kind of worked out for the best because at least for Rhea, because now she's one of NXT's biggest stars. 
Yeah. So I I do remember watching this match now. I will say that I enjoyed their first match better at uh the uh what do you call it when did they wrestle first for the win the for the negative championship. Yeah. Uh at uh I don't even remember the name of the show. I think it was Liverpool, but, uh, wasn't it? Was it? No, it was a it was a regular NXT UK event. Uh, it, it was, was just one of the. It wasn't a takeover. It was just like one of the yeah, episodes. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, okay. it was like a United United Kingdom Championship show or okay. something or whatever. Not gotcha. before they did the first but, takeover, maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so I really enjoyed that uh, and uh, match play, but I still like this one too. I think that. There's something I, I enjoyed the Blackpool audience. I think that they bring a lot uh, of extraness. Uh, I mean, the yeah, UK crowds you know, are all entertaining, but I don't know why the Blackpool audience is just, and maybe it's just that arena as well. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, the Blackpool events are probably some of my, 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 my two favorite ones of all the UK ones. Um, uh, the crowd goes bonkers, and I think that added a lot to make this match special. Technically, like I said, like, I, I enjoyed the, their first match better. Um, uh, when Rhea defeated uh, Tony uh, to become the inaugural champion, but yeah, they, this match was also uh, almost just as good, and uh, I think the crowd also helped elevate it. Uh, I think uh, Rhea, Tony, um, and Jeannie. Uh, some of the uh, top, you know, UK women stars. Of course, there's more now uh, on the rise with Katie Ray and and Piper Nevin and others. But the three of them, I always saw those three as like big three uh, wrestlers. I I know Tony's not from the UK, but I mean she wrestled in the UK, right? She's so essentially that's she built her name. Yeah, yeah so she's kind of UK. Yeah, I I really thought, hey man, yeah. This is it, you know you had to eventually put the belt on Tony anyways. Uh, she was going to have a great reign. I think she held the well. She she held it until Takeover Cardiff when she lost to Kaylee Ray. So she had a a good run uh, for with the title, uh, and I think it was definitely a way to finally because uh, I think she she now full time with NXT. Like the main brand, I don't. Well, at least she with was everything going on right now. I don't really. I think know she was heading this way. It looked like she was heading this way. I uh, think she was because I think that they had actually started like doing promos for her, and I want to say that there was a tag team from the UK, and I don't think it was Grizzled Young Vets. Um, yeah, I don't remember. So, but yeah, no, uh, I, I do enjoy Tony Storm. Uh, I don't understand the comparisons of Rhea and Charlotte at all because Ripley yeah. actually is talented. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, um, I enjoy uh, Tony Storm. Uh, she, you know, and I thought she just got this look that's just like set star in it. And yeah, she, again, I love it when wrestlers are believable and relatable. And I think Tony is those things. Uh, but, yeah, enjoyed the match. Cool. And uh, A++ plus plus for, for the crowd, too. I will say in, uh, in NOLA, 
two years ago. Every time that I tried to get Tony's autograph or like go to her merch table, uh, the line was forty deep. So yeah, it's just girl is her popular. popularity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was you know when she was in stardom, she was pretty much the you know she was the woman in stardom for yeah. a long time. So that you know, there's a lot of people that were there ready to see her succeed on a bigger on a bigger level. Completely agree. So, Eric, take us to NXT TakeOver New York. All right. So, my last match and the last match of our thingamabob is Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. I picked this match because... I remember going into it thinking that it was going to steal the show at TakeOver, and it did. It was probably the first time that I liked another match over a Gargano TakeOver match uh, since Gargano came into the company. Uh, these four women have such a fantastic chemistry together. Io and Kyrie and Shayna and Bianca are all stars. I know... I know some people aren't st- still aren't 100% sold on Bianca, but I think Bianca, it, it's a shame that she never won the NXT title. And I understand why, because we still had to push Shayna as the monster. Um, and I'm okay with that. But this match was, it was great. It had hard-hitting spots, high-flying spots, of course, with the genius of the sky and the you know, the elbow drop from Kyrie and Bianca Bianca's a hybrid of everything. She can fly high, she's technical, she can brawl with the best of them. And then Shayna with her technical prowess. Um, it didn't shock me then and it still doesn't shock me now that Bianca was the one that took the loss uh, from the gorgeous Kirafuda clutch. I love that move. I love that move. I love that move. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in your guys' take. I mean, it was a fun match. It was, you know, it was a lot of fun then. It was a lot of fun to revisit. Um, like you mentioned, it's they were able to kind of keep it fast paced and keep people moving and keep keep people always going, keep the action always hot. You know, as as people came in and out. Um, and yet again, they were. This was still. Um, where the, the Sky Pirates were still kind of a thing at the time. So yeah. the, you see some tag team uh, continuity from Kyrie and Io, but at the same time, like, not too much because only one of them can win. Um, one of my favorite spots is where Io throws Kyrie up and she goes to do the dive to the outside and basically turns it into an elbow drop as she hits instead of a cross body. Yeah. I love that. It's just beautiful. Um, and... Uh, just so so much fast paced action in this matchup that made it a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, and yeah, it, at the time the right person lost, and even still the right person lost. Um, but Bianca was also so good at bringing a unique way of her movements and her selling and all that. Like she's fighting it, and like literally trying to claw at uh, Shayna's arm to break the grip. Because it had only been recently since uh, since she had had her singles match against Shayna, 
and lost um, in the Karafuda Clutch. So she was still like trying to find ways to escape from that maneuver and not really successful. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a f- fun match with four amazing women who are all just doing still, you know, have all moved up to the main roster now and are uh, still doing great things. Well, not all the move to the main roster. Io's just won the mm. NXT championship, but I think they had touted in this match that Bianca was the only one that hadn't uh, pinned Shayna. Correct? I think so because Io pinned her in a tag match, and then of course, you know, Kyrie beat her for the NXT or for the Mayan Classic match, which we saw yeah. the finals of the Mayan Classic. So Bianca was the only. Well, yeah, Bianca was the only one who hadn't beaten Shayna in some respect. Okay. Yeah, this this match was really fun. I, I don't always love multi-man matches because they happen all the time, especially with the women. But, you know, this one uh, was very special. Io, Kairi, uh, Shayna, and uh, the EST of NXT. Uh, I still don't know what that means. Uh, but he whatever. Is the in, strongest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I know. Yeah. I know. It's a joke. It's... But it's it's still a weird thing. Yeah, the EST. Yeah. Because it just keeps making feel like she's like estimated. Just like uh, <laughs> estimated. Estimated. <laughs> like when she was like you know how like you know something is like EST since 1995 or whatever. Established in 1995. Yeah, established. That's right. Yeah, what they go with. So yeah, she's established so, in NXT. That's what I thought at first. Then somebody explained it to me, but uh, still, yeah, she's strongest, fastest, uh, the best, yeah. whatever. I, I still say she was established in NXT. Uh, established but anyways, in yeah, NXT. So she was. She, uh, you know, she's very strong. I still like how strong she is. Yeah, um, she was able to do the two pile up for the uh, the t- uh, KOD. BK, not, KOD, that's what it is. I was I was going to say the BKO, but I know it's not the BKO. <laughs> Bianca KO. You know, it was definitely a fun match. Everybody got highlighted. You got to see uh, the best of each of the women, but uh, the, the the ending was done right, and Shayna Blazler at that time continued to uh, reign supreme over the NXT uh, women's division. Uh, and, yeah, uh, in, in New York, of all places, uh, and what, what what was it? Were they in Brooklyn here? Were they in the, the Barclays for this? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was at Barclays. Oh, yeah, we were this at the was Barclays. the night before Mania 35, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, great, great match by the women. And of course, now we see, like you guys said, uh, not you know, a lot of them already moved to the main roster. Uh, EO uh, eventually will be there as well. And Excited for the new crop of women who, uh, you know, will take over NXT for the years to come. For sure. They've got enough great women down there. Mika, you want to share any of your thoughts if you're still there with us? I hope she's still here with us. I'm still here. I'm still here. Sorry, I'm just listening in because a lot of these matches I have to go back and rewatch because the they're not I in my mind. No. I know it's past midnight. So I wasn't sure if you were starting another podcast already. Um, uh, you've, you've got me for at least another 10 minutes before I have to start another podcast. Okay, thanks. 
Well, in that case, <laughs> it's time to give this show, this six matches, a grade. And I'm going with an A on this one. Um, uh, a, a great uh, amount of good, great, solid matches, overall entertaining. Uh, and uh, I think I'm with Eric. My match of the night is AWE slash Roar uh, with Eva Lee's and Isla Dawn. Yeah, I'll give this an A as well. Um, another great week of highlighting some of the best women talent from past, present, future? Question mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I loved this week. Yes, uh, another another week of A's all across the board is a lot of fun matches. Um, by some of our, by many of our favorites. A yes, all A's all the time. Women's wrestling always gets an A. Um, we still there. <laughs> Is Patrick still here? Probably. I'm so good. He probably hey, I'm so I was just testing you guys. <laughs> All right. So, okay. That that was a great another set of matches. Uh, but next week, uh, as long as I don't get overthrown as host of the show, we will be watching uh, matches from The Undertaker. Um and, Are we gonna uh, go one on one with the Undertaker? Yeah, uh, no. If you, I don't, if you don't watch, if you don't watch, watch you're gonna go one on one with the Undertaker, okay? No. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't watch these matches, you will rest in peace. But stay tuned next week live on FOW Radio here on Podbean to check that out and much more. In the world of professional wrestling, uh, make sure you check us out on uh, not only Podbean but iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, and Google Play. Uh, check us out uh, on the social media as well. Uh, we are uh, there at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X and I'm on Twitter at at what at what was my title? At Yellowman PA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.